In light of the horrific events that have unfolded this week in Minneapolis, I wanted to share a couple of things before this week's episode. The first is the Justice for George petition, calling for legal action to be taken against George Floyd's murderers. The petition is easy and accessible to sign at www.change.org forward slash p forward slash mayor Jacob Frey justice for George Floyd or quick google for justice for George change.org. The second is the official George Floyd Memorial Fund available at www.gofundme forward slash f forward slash George Floyd. Please donate if you are able. Systematic racism continues to be a global issue and is present in all aspects of modern life and can be seen in direct relation to coronavirus where minorities and disadvantaged groups are affected the worst. Please use your voice to be actively anti-racist and stop complicity. Both aforementioned links are available in the episode description. Thank you. and welcome back to Coping with Covid with episode 9 of the podcast. This week um, I'm joined by our wonderful guest Kieran, who you may have remembered from episode 1, very first episode of the podcast. He's back and this week we're going to talk a bit about something a little bit different. We've both read this book on um, kind of psychology and what makes humans stupid or susceptible to false information and things like that. It's really interesting so we've both given it a read and we're going to talk a bit about that and also a bit about what we've been getting up to. So I hope you enjoy. Um, Before we get started, just to let you know, this episode will contain a bit of strong language. Um, But apart from that, make sure you're subscribed on whatever platform you're listening. If you've not already, if you're able to go to the iTunes slash podcast app and leave a review and a rating, that would be amazing. And to follow the Instagram at Coping with Covid Podcast to see all the stuff that we talk about and be a little more informed when there's new episodes about. Thank you very much and I hope you enjoy. Hello, Karen. How are you doing? It's so nice to have you back, our first return guest on the podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. I am having a grand old time. Um, I think uh, I think it's really interesting if we see how we felt at the start of like lockdown compared to now. Because mm. like at the start, we we're all kind of like so unsure of what's going to happen. And we're like, oh my god, it's going to feel so different. And now I'm like, I don't remember the outside <laughs> and other people. Who are they? I don't remember. I don't know. No, it's weird how, like, normalised it's become. um, And Mm. actually, like, the fact that... I mean, we'll get into the news in a bit, but, like, the biggest in Scotland being that we've entered phase one, you're now allowed to see people, like, distantly. Yeah. Um, It's actually how draining it is seeing anyone that you're not used to seeing, even if it's for a little bit. Like, absolutely exhausting. Because I met up with someone yesterday and literally, like, after, like, ten minutes, it was literally fine. We were like, oh, that's for normal selves. But the first ten minutes, you're kind of like, yes, fellow human. Yeah, it, you, like, Hello. don't know how to react. It's exactly. really odd. And I think it mm. is, like, I mean, Alice talked a bit about this last week, but I've since she brought it up, I've started to notice it more and more. Is this, like, yeah. kind of weird fear and, like, heightened anxiety around people? And then, but specifically, like people being close together. I, w- I like watch TV programs and films, and I don't realize why I'm stressed. And I realize I'm stressed because in the film or the TV program, they're like close to each other. And I'm like, yeah. you shouldn't be that close. <laughs> you see like a party, and you're like, no. Yeah, no, that's literally it. Like, I've, I've been, I rewatched like a bit of Peaky Blinders this morning because my, I finally got my brother onto it. 
I was watching a bit mm. of it and I was like, "There's why are they standing so close to each other? They are not in the same household. <laughs> like it's not <laughs> a thing has. in like the past." But I'm, I don't oh, know so. why it is, but I'm just like it freaks me out now a bit, and I'm it's concerning. But I'm also like That's glad I have that exactly. feeling. But. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt when I was watching Normal People because there's like a f- metric fuck ton of sex. In yeah. That. And I was like, no, different households combining. <laughs> a metric okay. fuck ton of sex. I mean, where's the lie? That is the. <laughs> They're like, hello, and just start stripping. And I'm like, okay. That's the review hello. that they won't display. They'll be like, The Sun, five stars. <laughs> the Herald, five stars. Kieran Stewart, a metric Stewart, fuck ton of sex. A metric fuck ton of sex. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, where's the lie? Oh, I, I what think a I'm show! Truthful. I'm I'm still not recovered from that. It's been it's been uh, like three or four weeks, and I'm still completely destroyed. Right, because I was like, oh, everyone was chatting about it for ages, and then I was like, oh, I've got exams, whatever. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna finish that. Then I'm gonna start watching all this shit people keep recommending. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, it was a very like normal day, and I was like, oh, I just want I just want to start watching something new. Like I was feeling quite good. Started watching it, watched it all in like one afternoon and evening, and then went to bed emotionally just like drained yeah. and i was like what is the point i started watching everything? it like one night it was a poor decision for me I started watching it one night kind of wasn't tired i was like oh i'll stick on a couple episodes mm-hmm. i started watching it like half 10 11 and then ended up just watching it all in one go and then going to bed at like half five in the morning it was yes atrocious. i think i saw that on your story and i was like what is she i doing? just couldn't i couldn't stop it and i was also like the more oh. i watched it the less tired i got but also like I don't know. I was just, it was far too much. And the next day I was literally destroyed from a lack of sleep, <laughs> but also just like emotional scarring. I was just sitting there like, oh yep. my God, it's too exactly. good. So. Can relate. Yeah, no, I feel your pain on that front. Mm-hmm. And then we both started watching a bit of New Girl. I ended up watching the whole thing in a week. I... <laughs> okay, you, it was the weirdest fucking thing. That came up on my Netflix recommended and I was like, okay, I watched one episode. I literally watched like half of an episode and I was like this is like fine but I wasn't really in the mood and then you messaged me and I've not heard anyone mention this show no. ever before in my life and you messaged me the same day like two hours afterwards being like have you watched the show called New, New Girl I've just started it and I was like what the fuck yeah I thought you were like spying on me or something I was looking around for like a camera because I'd heard like people talk of it but mm-hmm. I'd never watched it and then they just added it to Netflix and I was just wanting something kind of like easy to yeah. watch and I started watching it and Very I was like easy. this is just so me and Kieran's humour and I'd yes. watched literally about half an episode when I texted you and you were like what the fuck I'm watching it like right now <laughs> yeah it was actually insane and I've now there's seven seasons I think I'm halfway through season six because I've been like well, obviously watching other stuff as well seven seasons but... not even that real it's only like six episodes seven episodes Oh, yeah it? I think it's one of these oh, ones that they like they renewed a few episodes to like tie up the loose ends but actually right um, okay. But yeah, I watched I watched all of New Girl in literally a week, and I calculated it. How many? It was like fifty three hours straight of television. Oh, like I was watching God. a season a day, basically. It was it was yeah. so good for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny, and I enjoyed it. Um, so there you go. Well, we all know what we all know what you've been doing in your lockdown. Oh, that was like a, a few weeks ago now, but that was that was only yeah that was only a week long. So like, yeah, but I did that. I don't know I don't know why, but mm-hmm. and now I'm rewatching Peaky Blinders for some reason <laughs> for the hundredth time. But yeah, but apart from TV oh, shows, well. you've been doing so much better than me. Like, tell everybody what you've been getting up to, right. Mister Sporty so, Boy. <laughs> Sporty Boy, I never thought I'd be called that <laughs> because my right anyone who knows me, my family is extremely extremely sporty, and I was always the one you know 
not doing sport essentially like stuff in their mm. face and like sitting on the sofa being like i'm gonna watch I, w- I would watch like seven seasons of a show i was you you are me from a past oh life oh my god what um, have we become <laughs> um and then i was like okay i want to come out of lockdown actually like feeling good about something um and i was like seeing as i have nothing else to do i actually started running and i can now run for 30 minutes that's which unbelievable you're running 5ks and i've not been running don't. in about a month so we've, we've <laughs> hey not this all started well. because i actually started running again because i saw you had started running and then you stopped running but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it do be like that sometimes i do really want to run i've just had like mm-hmm. literally no motivation to run at all like at all i think it's all the heat like i'm i the last few days i've been dying oh, okay. from just sitting still like the thought of moving i'd be like <laughs> no thank you so yep. maybe if i like got up in the mornings maybe i don't i don't know i keep saying I, it but... i yeah i did kind of start getting into a routine i was like okay i'll like run every other day and then because i had couch to 5k mm-hmm. with fucking Joe Joe Wiley, <laughs> my icon everyone's my, who is she but uh because it's kind of like gives you how like how long you should be running for yeah i can't do it without it i need someone literally shouting at me to do it exactly i I need a schedule so i can be like okay i can run for eight minutes walk five run eight blah blah and then it genuinely helped i could run for maybe 11 12 minutes Mm -hmm. before you remember there was that there was that um run five donate five yeah yeah uh, yeah. trend going around so i tried that and i ran for 12 minutes Mm -hmm. like that was it and then i walked the rest of the way um and that was probably like a month and a half ago, I guess. Yeah. And now I can actually run for 30 That's minutes. Like I did. mental. In a month that yeah. you've done that. Jesus. Yeah, like I, I think I a little bit of context as well to this to the, <laughs> the Couch to 5K story. In sixth year, um, it was just after Christmas. Everyone was getting super fit for like the hockey mm-hmm. tours and that. And I was on my hands and knees. And I remember us sitting at prefecting one day and me being like, Kieran, this is actually chronic. Like I need to exercise yeah. because I managed to get through all of... Uh, like first to live in hockey without being called out for the fact that I could not like run um I don't know how I managed to black my way every time I thought I was about to die I'd get subbed off just in time and I think if I like I'd I'd just black it was just pure chance (laughs) that I managed to get that you like wake up five minutes later like how did I get here I don't remember leaving the pitch it's just pure luck that I hadn't been officially called out for how unfit I was (laughs) in the sport and I was like I can't go on this hockey tour that never happened um in the state and I was like look I need to do this couch to 5k and I remember you being like fuck it, I'll do it with you. Like, I need to exercise. Yeah. But then because your parents and, like, your family was so sporty, you're like, I don't want to tell them. So your family genuinely I... thought that you had some sort of, like, a drug habit or something because right. you'd sneak off for half an hour, like, every couple of days right. and not tell them where you went. Three <laughs> three times a week, I would just leave my house. I feel like was, like, looking around. I, like, w- uh, like leave my room or whatever, um, peek my way out. If I could see anyone, I'd, like, hide for a bit, run downstairs, downstairs um if i can grab my shoes and leave for yeah like half an hour and they were none the wiser and it was fucking amazing and then i would kind of like people who didn't really know me they were like why why are you doing that i think i remember like telling people like your parents or something and they were like oh like that's a bit odd and i kind of like i told you and you were like yeah that makes (laughs) sense i i understand considering the first few times you went running you were in your jeans because you didn't like (laughs) yes i own no running stuff i still run in just like my normal shoes um and my mum mentioned me she was like mad but we won't go on that <laughs> right okay but like my mum mentioned she was like oh kieran do you not want like running socks and i was like the fuck are running socks i don't even know what running are socks those, are they, a, are they i think you just like you can just get sporty socks in fact i think all like socks i own are kind of sporty socks i don't own any like nice socks do you know what i mean just like my... trainer socks 
Well, I mean, my socks are all spiritual because they're all holy, but okay. <laughs> you need a new pair of socks and you need a pair of... Go, like, <laughs> see, you can't go, obviously, now. But, like, I think Nike is, like, having a sale and stuff. But, like, the outlet at um, Craig Leith, like, you can get, like, a Nike trainer. It's, like, good for running for literally about 20 quid. Okay, well... That is like four pints, Kieran. (laughs) (laughs) When did this turn into an intervention on my shoes? No, you're doing better than me. Running whatever you want. You're running for 5k. That's unbelievably impressive. I forgot I used to run in jeans. I think I suppressed that memory. I think you you turned up to the badminton give it a go and freshers were in jeans. And I remember like, I I think who was I with? I I think that was the first time you met Ailey. And she was like, what the fuck are you wearing? (laughs) She was like, hello. I was like, hi, I'm her friend from home. Um, oh, I'm in my jeans. Shout out Ailey if you're listening. Miss you, gal. Ailey Miles, my gal. So you've been running. and I have been running. We've both been reading. Yeah. And you've, you've just been vibing. Just been... Honestly, yeah, because I've now... I think you are one of the lucky people who did not actually have exams, although I think you've had <laughs> a metric fuck down. <laughs> fact, there, a metric fuck ton of uh, coursework. Of course. But <laughs> Why I not? did not have that. Yeah, yep. you've just had hella exams. Yeah. But they're all done. They've been for like a week now, and I've been You're free. doing literally nothing. That's so good. It, is, it feels amazing. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you all. Everybody out there who's managed to do work, get work done, sit exams Woo. during all of this, just know that I appreciate mm-hmm. you. I'm impressed. Anyone who's able to do any work in this is amazing, and you should be proud of yourself for that. Little spiritual moment Back for you the all there. <laughs> <laughs> ah, a lovely little moment on coping with COVID. So. I don't really have a reason for this. People, okay, so <laughs> this week um, I've been sleeping in a tent. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I forgot you did this and I had questions, mainly why. I just want to know why. I've had a few whys and to be honest, I don't know. I don't really know why. I think I justified <laughs> it in my head as having a few reasons and they're all like stupid, mm. tiny little reasons, but they built up and then I slept for yeah. one night in the tent and was like, well, the first night you never sleep well because like hashtag yeah. scouts all the, all the scouts out there um but i was like the first night you never sleep well so i was like i'll give it another shot second night slept like a damn baby it was amazing Ooh. um oh you did it for multiple nights i think you just did it oh one no night. i slept it for like a week basically what the fuck? i think it was like five nights it was great i fucking for loved it but i was like there was okay. a few reasons so i have my own like one man tent that I got a few years ago and I was like do you know what I've not had it out in a while and I'm supposed to be as a scout leader going on a camp in August likelihood of that happening who knows but if it does go ahead I was like I've not had this tent out in about two years I need to make sure yeah. that it's okay that it's aired that there's can, no problems so I was like yeah like can she rough it in the wilderness basically <laughs> so, <laughs> <of her back laughs> garden. <laughs> that could have just been putting it up and then checking it and putting it down I, I was like, okay, I'll do that. But also, this week, I've been reading, like, a lot. So I was like, hmm, I need to read more. And the way to read more is to not get up as late. And one way to not get up as late is to sleep in a tent and wake up early. <laughs> have a horrible fucking sleeping environment. <laughs> or, like, just because you wake up earlier naturally because of the light and stuff. So that was kind mm. of a reason. And also just, like... Obviously, not going on holiday or anything and being with my parents or being in the house all the time. I was like, I yeah. want a change of scenery somehow. <laughs> I want an escape. <laughs> um, but honestly, it was so went- amazing. I feel so good for it. I just like sleeping outside and like the fresh air mm. and also just something a bit different. I think I found it quite refreshing just like waking up in a tent. I don't know. I think I'm a bit yeah. weird at, in, at the heart. I think I'm a bit odd, but I enjoy, I enjoy <laughs> well, stuff like that. Well, I think like we so. all know in 
I think we've all known you're a bit weird in that <laughs> But that aside, I actually totally get that. I think it's it's fun to have a bit of like a change of scenery, mm. seeing as every day. It feels like Groundhog Day at the moment. You know, yeah. we're all just like doing the same thing every day. Might as well mix it up a bit. Good Go morning, garden, campers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, literally. And like... I think I was supposed to have a couple of trips planned and like to go camping or even just like go to the north mm-hmm. of Scotland and stuff and just all these wee things that I'd kind of planned with people yeah. um, that weren't going to happen and trip. I was like, you know what, I, I'm a scout and I've not been in a tent for so long so I was like, I just want to <laughs> just want to get, get that bad boy out and just uh, check it and it was really good fun and I, yeah. I really wanted to just keep sleeping in it but I was like, nah, i got to put it away um, because I probably would have just kept sleeping in it. I know somebody who slept in a tent in their back garden, to be fair, but in a tent mm-hmm. for a year to fundraise for Japan. Um, okay, that's such a good fundraiser because we had to do. fundraise fucking three grand, and I, I think they Whoa. managed to get a third of their fundraising through that. Because being able Jesus. to say I slept in a tent for a year at the age of like fourteen is fucking impressive. Yeah. And they'd like exactly. made up all the nights that they missed. So if they were away on holiday or like there was a really bad storm, they made up those nights at the end. Mm. So they didn't even skip them. I don't know. That's, That's kind mental. of crazy to me. I go like one night not in my bed. I could be like in a hotel or something and I'm like, I don't like it. Mm. Get me back to like the safety of my bed. I actually slept better but... in the tent than I did in my own bed, which is saying something. I don't know. Okay. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, it was nice. It was just a change of scenery. I, I felt away from it. I say away from it all. I was like, I'm like 10 feet from my door. <laughs> yeah. But it's still just like nice, a change of scenery. I feel a little bit more isolated, but in like a nice way. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I, I do get it. I would say you've inspired me to do the same, but I hate the outdoors. <laughs> so the bugs, they come for me and I don't like yeah. them. So I'm going to stay inside. Obviously, I'm but... like extremely privileged to have just a tent and to also have a yeah. back garden to put it up in. The ability Very few people to go outside. Are, you know, have that. And for that, I'm completely yeah. grateful. So I was just making the most of making the most mm-hmm. of that, I guess, um, which was which was nice. I enjoyed. So that's kind of what I've done this week. On top of, I've read a few, two, two and a bit books. I've read, I finished 1984 Ooh. finally. Big recommendation. Ooh. If you've not read that book, um, that is so good. I know it's, it is like a classic, but I'd never got around to reading it. And I finally did. And it's so good. Yeah, I was going to say, that's one of those classics that obviously you hear so much about, but I've never actually read, but I've had multiple people tell me that it's really good. So I feel like it's the kind of thing I'll probably get around to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And see, at the moment, it is, there's so many aspects of it are just so prominent oh, and God. so like, yeah, it's not really, it doesn't really compare to anything going on, but the themes of it are like, are I don't know, they mirror reality mm-hmm. really well. And I think it's really interesting, especially in the age of like technology and also like political adversity and stuff it's just it's really interesting yeah. and not like difficult to read but it's really good you know some some books that you'd maybe read in school or whatever you read them and you're a bit like what is there's, i'm so yeah lost. there's some that's like meant to be classics and they're like this should relate to you and i'm like i i hate no this. but it was actually no. good I, I did enjoy it i probably sound like At such the a gen z right now i'm like have you heard of this book <laughs> have, there's this book i think it's mildly famous <laughs> but i don't think you'll have you, it it's quite underground you've probably not heard of them but yeah, um very niche <laughs> follow our stars have you heard of it it's like super deep <laughs> <laughs> But no, it was really good. I do recommend if anyone, especially if you have an interest in like politics and privacy and technology. Mm. And what just gets me is like the fact that it was written, it was written, oh, when was it? I don't know the exact year, but it's written like 
pre nineteen fifties. It's like nineteen fifties esque. But it's set right, in... I thought you were making a joke. I thought you were like, when was it written? And I was like, ha ha, 1984. But I'm like, oh, fuck, no, this was written like 30 something Yeah, it's written, before. though. It's written before. And it's like okay. set in 19... 19- and it's what he thought the future would be like if there was to be That's... this massive, like, basically yeah. war, I guess is the word. Um, it's really interesting and it's good. So if you're looking for something okay. to read that you've maybe not thought about or something, I don't know, a little bit different. Hit it up. Yeah. So yeah, read that. And then our awesome. book, which we'll get into in a second. And I'm also yeah. um, halfway through, for all the techie people out there, um, entrepreneurs, um, programmers, anyone who's in that general category, but I'm going to get you to read it, Kieran, because it is also about kind of like oh, psychology God. as well. Hey. And it's about the like human psychology of building applications that are addictive and have like, Ooh. and are like how to build habit forming products. So it's yeah. really interesting. It's called Hooked and it's about um, basically the four stages in building an application or a program or an algorithm that um, makes people want to come back and make someone more. And it's really interesting yeah. for people, anyone, even if you're not like super technically minded, it's still really interesting to know what it is about the apps that you use every day that are making you come back to them. So yeah, it's exciting for everyone. Very cool. But the book we've been reading, the big one uh, that we're going to yes. talk a bit about, I've got it here. The Little Book of Stupidity. For all the fans who can't see. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> They're like holding up. I was like, I guess, you know, it... turn on your TVs now, everyone. <laughs> She's there. That's actually would be a good podcast if it's only mimed. Like, we don't say anything. And then people just have to guess what movements we're making. <laughs> <laughs> they can hear, like, the swishing of the air. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> That'll be her turning the like... page. <laughs> Read with me podcast. Like, Book, five words. Uh, so I'm good. like, yes, exactly. That's it. So yeah, we've been reading The Little Book of Stupidity by Sia Muaji. Um, The Little Book of Stupidity, How We Lie to Ourselves and Don't Believe Others. Um, so basically how I came across this book, it, it is literally three ninety nine to buy. It's a hundred page book. It's really quite short. Um, yeah, it, it took me an afternoon to yeah. read. Well, that was spent in the sun, so it was quite lovely. And I was... For my birthday, since we're in lockdown and stuff, I was wanted to mm. ask for like a couple books that I would kind of, I don't know, were a bit more, something to read that, I don't know, improved myself or like I was learning from a bit more since I never right. really read non-fiction books. So I was like, I want something. Yeah. And I did. Yeah, you want to like come out of lockdown and be like, hey, look, I read this. Yeah, no, yeah. Just like something a little bit more. New. Yeah. Because now I can go back to mm. reading non-fiction and like I have done my whole <laughs> life and just, you know, vibe yes. with it. Um, and I, I just did a quick look up of like, psych, like psychology books you, you have to read just for for the average mm. person. I mean, this is why we have Kieran <laughs> on today. He's an actual psychology student. <laughs> okay, just to be clear, I <laughs> I am I've just done my first year of psychology. Um, I have never done psychology before this. I don't even know how I decided I wanted to do it. I think <laughs> someone was like, ah, like I think you really understand what I'm thinking, and I was like, yes. Psychology. I seem to remember having a conversation along those lines and then you're really? like uh, turning up a few days later being like so my mom has bought me the higher psychology textbook <laughs> and they've yeah. said if I read it and I find it interesting then then it makes sense for me to apply for this yeah. and we're all like yeah sounds good honestly it was such like a snap decision and part of me was really worried that I then go to uni and I kind of this, like built this kind of fantasy mm-hmm. that this was what I wanted to do and then like I would go to uni do it and be like I hate this with all of my heart yeah. 
But luckily, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Didn't understand a lot of it, especially it was like the amygdala, the fucking mm. hindbrain, forebrain. And I was like, this is literally what they're doing in like medicine. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, the like fucking pathways. Uh, yeah, neuroscience stuff. That's that mm. is hefty for a psychology degree. Oh I my feel God. like that's yeah. I was moving into bio. As someone who's not even done like. As someone who's not even done S3 biology. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm so lost. Uh-huh. But no, the rest of it was really interesting. Um, and watch out, bitches. I'm going to be a great psychologist, PhD, OBE, STD, all that shit. STD? Then... <laughs> 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 Guys, I, I have something to tell you. I have an STD. <laughs> it is like... psychology. <laughs> it is cognitive I knowledge. Can't get rid of her. <laughs> <laughs> she's always with me that is anyway. the name of the episode guaranteed there I have an STD in psychology <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jesus but yeah so this book um, if you are looking for something to read right now something that is a little bit different not at all difficult and it is not like super academic it is not for somebody who has got yeah. a PhD in psychology no, it's for no, the average plain old person every Tom Dicker Harry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Joe Bloggs, the local postman. <laughs> Literally. It is so interesting. Would you say that you found it, it interesting? Is. I absolutely loved it. It's the kind of thing... Okay, let me break it down. Um, there's obviously loads of different parts of psychology. There's obviously like the neuroscience part. Um, there's specialised fields, you know, like the development of babies and the infants and all that stuff. The parts I find really interesting are the things that can kind of apply to everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's what this book is. It's all about the biases that we have in our everyday life. Yeah. And that's what I that's what I love because no one's really like, um, what's the word? Absolved from it, I guess. Yeah, um, I've got an like, interesting bit written down here. I don't know if it's a quote or if it's my own words. It's not in quotation marks, so I think it might be my own summary. <laughs> but okay. I, I could be wrong. <laughs> that basically summarises the whole kind of just like general vibe of the book, which is yeah. like the way we think is the central way we function and when you start questioning the way that you think on a fundamental level you're doubting your innate automatic processing roots so it's all about like these roots that your brain takes basically is what he covers and like you don't realize that your brain's made loads of shortcuts throughout your life to make you process information quicker and easier but sometimes those shortcuts actually give you false information or you don't interpret things the way that you should and it's, it's just really interesting it is. I think it's it's quite when you're reading it, it's it's saying all these different biases. It's like, hey, you do this like confirmation bias, anchoring bias, blah blah blah, all this stuff. And it can be quite easy when you're reading it to be like, Oh god, we're just the worst. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe we do this, blah blah. But it's not all bad. Yeah. It's just kind of saying if the more you recognize it, the more you can stop yourself from making these biased decisions or these biased behaviors yeah. in situations where maybe you shouldn't yeah it's like um self-awareness and he summarizes it well exactly. right at the end of the book being like like i hope i've not just destroyed you that what i want yeah. you to take away from this is just if you read this book it'll, it'll just make you slightly more compassionate it'll make you a slightly better person yes. because everything you do and everything you interpret you think for a little bit longer before you say it. and i've noticed it so much even just finishing the book yes anytime i open my mouth and even if I still say it, I do for half a second think like, what's influencing me to say this that I'm not aware of? Mm-hmm. And even if it's something really stupid, like really like just fundamentally <laughs> trivial, it just, you like think for half a second more like, hmm, how has my brain come to these words or come to that decision? I just think it's interesting. 
Yeah. I think my favorite one they talk about is probably the bias blind spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the example they give, first of all, the guy clearly hates people called Judy and Steve because they're the example he gives for every yeah, single for one. Every and he's like, they're stupid. <laughs> Judy did this. What a fucking bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. Like, what the hell do they do? Um, but no, the bias blind spot one is like, I think the example they give with Judy is like, she's a teacher and she keeps complaining like, oh all these other teachers receive gifts from students like that's not okay because then like you're biased towards your student blah blah but then she receives a gift from a student and then she's like oh but like it's okay like she doesn't chat about all the reasons why it's bad um and yeah. she's like she's kind of justifying it and this is my favorite thing because i think everyone obviously not in this specific situation but everyone does this at all times mm-hmm. um because you're very quick to judge other people for things they do you can be like oh um if someone's complaining about something you can be like oh i can see why yeah um, i i know exactly where you're coming from the thought that when someone else does something it's super easy to spot yes. them being you know biased or them making a mistake mm. or even being unable to understand the reasoning but you don't often see that in yourself because you don't exactly. realize how you've got to that decision yeah it's like if someone came to you and they're like oh should i keep dating this person even though they've done all this shit things and you're like no, yeah like that's, that's stupid and then they go and exactly do it, one of the biases like, that i found what? really interesting and is some of some of the ones that he talked about in the book i was like yeah i i feel i do feel like i'm aware of this because it's mm-hmm. it's quite obvious that like people are tend to be blind to their own situations but he just goes into it in a little bit more and sometimes you don't realize the way that those biases actually affect things that aren't obvious that's the thing he's not really bringing up anything new per se it's just he's kind of formulating it in a way that you might not have thought about exactly before. yeah like you will a hundred percent have noticed these things probably in yourself uh, definitely like other people mm-hmm. and you just won't really have thought about it and i think that's what he's making you do yeah um the one that got me and i still think about a lot because i don't think i'd fully thought about or grasped this and i don't think you really do is and it's like the kind of the base like the basis for a lot of the biases is the yeah the concept of being skilled and unskilled and competent or incompetent in something yes. and that an incompetent person in a particular area or a particular skill if you are unskilled at something or incompetent you are fully unaware of the level at which you're unskilled yes. but then when you're informed or given evidence to, to say like this is how bad you are mm-hmm. people don't take that as oh i need to i'm bad they say that as oh i now know more about that thing so that it comes off as a self-comp like an unreal confidence a false confidence that they think they're better right but actually they're still mm-hmm. bad but because they've been told they're bad they actually think that makes them better but then people who are actually yeah. skilled at something often think that oh this is easy for everyone or they downplay their skills right this to me is so interesting you could go to any fucking high school i'm sure this is like everyone's high school experience someone is great at a subject and you know they're great at a subject and they're like oh no i'm gonna fail this fucking test mm. And you're like, are you joking me? Mm-hmm. You're getting like 90% and everything. And it's because they clearly think that, I don't even know how quite it works, maybe it's like different, but um, because they cannot understand how it works, I guess they're thinking to themselves like, oh, or like if they do well, sorry, they'll be like, oh no, like it's not a big deal. Like I don't even know how I did that. And because it is slightly easier for them, they assume it's easy for everyone. Yeah. And they're like, this is not a big deal. Yeah. Whereas to someone else, they could get a worse mark, but feel better because to them it's so difficult. And they're like, wow, I managed to do this. Yeah. And I think what I found really interesting was he links um, how this comes up in medicine 
and finance. And actually, he talks yes. a bit about how all of these biases and all of these things are attributed to the financial crash in 2008 and why that happened. So if you're interested in kind of the humans behind the financial crash, do read this book because he makes some really interesting observations and says like, this is what caused... And it's basically, I've got a little little bit that written down here as well, because it's the Dunning-Kruger effect, which is, is yeah. it is talked, I have heard about it before, it's talked about a lot, but it's basically like when somebody misjudges their ability and strengths, it makes a task seem more doable than the reality. They can't see their own flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of like thing we would be to- told about in school, like when you're learning something new, the first level is incompetence, and but you don't know you're incompetent. But then you you yeah. find out you are incompetent at it, and it's really rough because you're still bad at it. But then you start to get better, and you realize that you're getting better. And it's like the levels of learning and yeah. stuff. It kind of reminds me of when sorry, trigger warning when you did physics. If anyone did physics, <laughs> and you're like huh, physics, literally physics, um, I know. Yeah, it's kind of like when you first start learning that, and you're like, oh, this is so simple, like the more simple you find it like the more you don't understand yeah, it. Basically. yeah yeah it's essentially saying because the more you look into it and the more you realize oh god this is so complicated you are understanding it yeah. more because it is complicated mm-hmm. that's just a fact and this can also be applied to loads of different things i'm just using that as an example because i remember being told that and i was like well this must be great because i don't understand a fucking thing yeah. we're doing so i must be a master at this. and it's it's but, it's just really interesting and i think it applies a lot to the current situation i mean if you look at like trump or a lot of political figures who think they know a lot about really niche subjects or like that even the whole um do you remember the twitter rant from a few years ago this i still like laugh about this every day where uh it was a conversation where men were trying to claim because it was an article about the difference between like the vagina and like the vulva or something <laughs> and there was like men in the replies of the article being like you've got that wrong actually you've got this wrong way around <laughs> and then like women replying being like who fucking asked you and one yeah. how do you know and then i remember and it's this like conversation between uh oh she's a professional in the field she's a professional <laughs> gynecologist like yeah. Her, she's got like PhDs and then there's just random man who's like nothing He's to like, do with it no I've seen a vagina before <laughs> so vagina. I claim I think I know it's like the, I read the thread and it's literally the funniest thing and he's like you seem to be mistaken because and she's like yeah. I am a I see hundreds of these fucking things every day <laughs> I am also I also am a woman who yeah. the one who asked like, you point blank there we but go but even when he's given that information that then yeah. comes off as this false false confidence that they talk about. That yeah. when you're told you're not good at something, and someone points out and goes, "Look, look how bad you are," for yeah. a lot of people, the way their brain interprets that, instead of them going, "Oh, holy shit, I'm quite bad," their brain goes, "I now know more about it." But you don't really. You just know that yeah. you don't know as much, and then it comes out as confidence, Definitely. so that they can turn around to the person next to them and go, "Actually, I think you'll find that that's quite low leveled." And it's like, brothers. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? I also think it just blows my there's mind. a big like stubbornness in some people mm. like there's the ref- like the full denial the refusal to believe that you could possibly have a lack of knowledge in a right no area. this is the bit that got okay. me like right at the start of the book the first um thing <gasps> that he uses which is like such a funny crying. example is uh, a man called mr, mr. Wheeler. Wheeler. yeah and his lemon juice basically he decided one day that he was going to rob two banks and his thought process was that you know, if you want to write an invisible letter, you use lemon juice. <laughs> and he was like, if I put lemon juice all over my face, the cameras won't be able to pick it up. It'll be invisible. And he like, he did like, try to take a picture of himself and 
believed it worked. I there was something he about he took a Polaroid. Yeah, he was just pointing and his at face the wrong didn't come out something. in the Polaroid. But then they like the police later were just like, yeah, he just like used old film or he just didn't take a good yeah. photo. <laughs> yeah. like, it, like if you did it again, you'd be able to see him. But because he only did it once, and then he because he has no knowledge of any of the things he was working with, he was just like, ah yes, I am a professional. <laughs> and then went to yeah. rob the bank, and then was surprised when like a couple of hours later, the police were like, hello, <laughs> time to go. <laughs> We found you on tape. You were not very. He like looked convincing. straight at the cameras because he believed he wouldn't be seen because he had lemon juice all. But also, the man had lemon juice all over his face. Like, think about your eyes. Like, <laughs> I like to think that he located the camera, went up to it, and was kind of like, just like stuck his tongue out. I was like, they can't see me. Oh, and then the police are watching this, just sitting in their desks, like, that's him. That's the one who's robbed two banks. Let's fucking go. Oh, the whole thing about self-image as well. That got me, which is about like you are the main character in your own film and every decision right. you make, even if you don't realise, even if you think you're a super compassionate person who only thinks about others, mm-hmm. your brain immediately, because it's survival instinct, whenever yeah. anything, it has to make a decision on anything, your brain goes, how does this affect me? Why is this important to me? And it's actually mm-hmm. really hard to fight against that. It's really hard to 100%. be selfless and it's basically impossible to be selfless. And I think, I, I don't think we're saying, like, don't at all be selfish. because. No. Obviously, if, if someone is inherently selfish, that's, like, obviously not great. But that's not... Being selfish in itself is not technically a bad thing, no. like, all the time. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't, like... As great it would be, you don't have to go out there and constantly give to others and never do anything for yourself. Yeah. You know, you're allowed to do things for yourself. It's just, like, you know, if someone is being too selfish, like, kindly fuck off, please. Mm-hmm. No, we don't need that. Um... <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically. And it, this this is a quote I've got here that like fucks with me a bit. Our automatic processes take in everything and only stream the information that fits with our model of the world. And that basically Ooh. is like he uses to describe basically any political argument you've ever been in with someone who completely objects mm-hmm. your viewpoint. Neither of you are ever going to change in, an, in a heated argument like that and everything you're told. So even if you're given two pieces of information and this is where like well, the biases start to come in, you're only going to process and take in stuff that supports your viewpoint supports your belief. and even on like a, a really trivial level like if you wanted to believe that there's no cars on the roads and one day you yeah. happen to see a car go past you your brain's more likely to go oh i just dreamt that up because it wants to yeah, fit or, with your worldview that uh-huh. you've made in your own head or it's like that was just a, that was just a one-off thing that doesn't count yeah you can just fully discount it like that this this is actually a thing i did learn a bit about in psychology not quite to that level but this like confirmation bias it's kind of like um like you said you already look for evidence to support your beliefs mm-hmm. um and in psychology when you're doing theory when you've like got a theory or whatever you can never 100 percent prove a theory and this is the whole thing because people will only look for evidence to support their theories yeah. so it's important to look for anything that will disprove it because like otherwise you're just you could look for one bit of evidence that might prove mm-hmm. it or supports it and you're like yep that's it yeah, She's you've done, got to find the like, actively look for stuff that disproves it before you look for stuff that exactly. proves it. And it is interesting. Mm-hmm. And again, he talks a lot about how that has influenced medicine and economics and things. And it yeah. is actually really interesting. And he even says himself, it is sometimes scary to think about the people that we expect to look after us the most, if it, whether it's, you know, doctors or if it's people looking yeah. after our money are super biased to these things they don't even realize are happening in their own heads mm-hmm. and it's, it's just really interesting to think I th- yeah i think i think you like to think of these people as kind of being above it all you're like they could never make mistakes yeah. you know and then it's like no we're all human we all the point of this is that 
we all succumb to these kind yeah. of things. Even the people you hold most highly are, this is how their brain works, and it's really interesting. Um, another quick thing that I mm-hmm. stuck out to me is a lot, like your whole life, people will either tell you, oh, first impressions count, but then people go, do you know what, actually they don't, it's more about the, you know, relationships you build afterwards, or, you know, you can overcome them. But, like, this book mm-hmm. fundamentally proves that first impressions really matter, because they talk yes. about how it's the anchoring bias, how, and it's basically how sales work, that whatever piece of information you're given first, even if it's completely outlandish, you will compare every piece of information you're given after to the first one you're given. So, like, in a shop, mm-hmm. if someone was like, this item is a hundred bucks, you are like, okay, cool. And then someone's yeah, like, yeah. oh, but now it's 60. You're like, damn, that's a lot of money off. You're like, whoa, even if, actual steel. Even if the hundred dollars was like, didn't make sense. Your brain yeah, would still if, go like, that. in other stores, it would be like 50. Yeah. But because you saw this, you were like, whoa. Even if they were like, off. oh, that, that, um, that laptop is, you know, five million pounds, but we're giving it to you for a hundred. You would be, uh-huh. even if you're like knowing yourself that five million is made up, your brain still goes, ah, oh, but that's a lot. That's a difference. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> and that basically trans, like, that mirrors meeting somebody. The first impression you get, yes. the rest of knowing them, until you get to mm-hmm. a point where you don't really remember the first time you met them, you will compare everything they do and say to that first time and your image of first, them. And it just blows yeah. my mind. First impressions, hundred percent matter. I remember in, in Freshers mm-hmm. Week, I had a lovely psychology, um, it was like a, I don't know, meeting with my guidance person, whatever, um, but it was like a, a group meeting, so there was probably like, I don't know, 50 other people, and I got lost on my way to this meeting, mm. and I started going to the wrong place, and I, like, like I finally realized I was going to the wrong place, it was, it was like a 10am meeting, and I was, it was like 10am, and I was at the wrong place, and I was like, fuck, it's like five minutes away, so I was like sprinting, got lost again, managed to get to the right place, walked in, everyone looks at me, and I fucking throw up a little peace sign, <laughs> and then go sit in the front row, now everyone who saw me has that impression of me just being a fucking idiot as I walk in, you know what's late, funny late, though? sweating, <laughs> throwing up a little peace sign, because I was so awkward and didn't know what to do, is that that, that does to me that is you like that okay <laughs> no but like the peace sign and just like play it off as if like you know so just like, casually let's pretend no one saw this yeah so i'm just going to do something like i was embarrassed for going in late i was embarrassed for being for sweating because i've been sprinting so i was like let's just distract them with something else the little peace sign mm-hmm. so it was lovely. That was beautiful it was horrific that does, and it does concern then... me all of these people i met i'm like no wonder they like anyone mm. I've known since I've been a child, no wonder they don't like me. Like I was a horrific person <laughs> as a child. I hate myself yeah. as a child. I mean, who doesn't? But like, I mean, yeah. And then even like freshers, I don't I remember how you. I acted for a lot of freshers, so I can't guarantee that yeah. I was <laughs> a nice person <laughs> to be around. I hope I made intri- like good choices, but <laughs> I can't remember, so I don't know. Well, but yeah, so that that did fine. that did like fuck with me a little bit that I actually. I think I do believe that at a certain stage you don't think about that anymore because when I think of no. you, I mean I don't remember the first time I met you. When I think it's you maybe different for adults, but like a lot of my friends at uni, even I don't remember mm-hmm. concretely the first time I met them. No, I think that's a big thing you see in like I don't know films or TV yeah. shows or books, and it's like wow, that first time you met, I thought you were a complete bitch, yeah. and most likely I just didn't really think of you in the slightest, and then I was like, oh yeah. We started like hang out more and then i was like wow they're a really cool person i don't mean like you still like, just like people <laughs> well, I first time i met you when we were five years old i thought you were a bitch <laughs> you wouldn't give me part of your fucking chocolate bar and i was like this fucking slut amazing except in primary school language it was like this 
stupid poopy head. You know. <laughs> Thank you, Kieran, <laughs> for translating anyway. for all my underage listeners out there. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was super interesting. Um, yeah. And the like, the the skills thing like blows my mind because I'm like, how many times have I thought, oh, I'm quite good at this, when actually it's just because it's the first time I've ever tried it and it's gone okay. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I'm not because I'm really low skilled at something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, yeah. And on top of on top of this book, which you should definitely read, um, mm-hmm. my cousin Hannah, shout out if you're listening, um, oh. she recommended I go on to a guy called Mark Manson. Go on his blog. He is the guy who's written. I've not read it, but he's written the subtle art of not giving a fuck, which is super successful book, mm. which is like kind of psychological stuff but also just like it's like self-help self-care but on a more it's a different take and it's kind of a more like the world is shit here's how to deal with it rather than like everything's going to be fine um (laughs) and i read a i think i like stuff that's like plain and simple like yeah uh states the facts it's like let's not sugarcoat it here we like the world is shit Mm -hmm. make the most of it and like i read i read a post on that she specifically mentioned on resilience the thing's called five ways to build resilience and conquer adversity um it's a very interesting article i read it it's funny at the bottom line it is supposed to make you kind of laugh you know i don't think you're supposed to take it too seriously and there's bits of it that i agree with there's bits of it i think that i fundamentally am not sure about um but he opens and talks about like mental health apps that you can get, which I do agree are a load of shit. Like they're not, it's not real help. And it's a lot of the time is just like surface level making you feel better. Yeah. It's these apps where you can like- Almost like trying to make like the act of doing something make you feel better yeah. than what you're actually doing. And he says like, like these are the ones that'll like give you, you'll wake up in the morning a little notification being like, the world wants to see your smile and stuff. And you're like, um. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, who the fuck's seen my smile? Like, why do you want to see it? That's not true. Yeah. Um, you're like going through like yellow teeth, a tooth falls out yeah. and you're like, ah, beautiful. And he does, he says this quote that says, I'm sorry, but if that... If that's if that is what passes for mental health advice these days, then we're just pouring mm. kerosene on a goddamn dumpster fire, <laughs> which is I think is true, and I think a lot of people obviously like expect expect a lot from these apps when they're not professional help, and that's interesting. But then he also talks about like resilience, which is obviously this whole idea of like overcoming bad things, and he talks about how resilience. If you're trying to be positive all the time you don't become resilient and you don't become better for it and actually most people if you speak to them the things that have shaped them and that they have learned from aren't positive experiences they are sometimes are but most of the time they're like bad things yeah and i mean you you hear all along like you learn more from your mistakes than you do success. exactly if something goes well you don't think back and be like i learned from yeah that. you just you just don't think about it point blank you're like that went mm-hmm. well great move on but if you fuck up in some way yeah then you're, you're like you think you first of all <laughs> you're like me you then go to sleep that night and you're just thinking about it constantly and you're like oh my god why did i do that yeah. or whatever but it sticks with you and you try to change your behavior because of it whatever it may yeah. be yeah and i think it just applies a lot to like obviously being in lockdown and feeling shit and like maybe feeling like you feeling like you should be feeling fine when actually mm-hmm. you shouldn't and like that's okay um yes. and it's absolutely it's 100 percent okay to not feel fine because nothing about this is nothing fine. about it is you know, normal it would be weird yeah it would be weird if you were like everything is fine everything is normal i feel great everything is fine during this time everything is everything great. is awesome no 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 what's that one? Oh, it's from the muppet <laughs> movie everything is fine oh. everything no 
I got the whole world. <laughs> I was thinking of that. I was thinking of that meme where it's like the dog or something is like sitting in the house and the house is on fire and he's like, "This is fine," <laughs> and that's just how the world I feels to right get now. This smile off my face. Life's a happy okay. song when the someone by your side sing along. Muppet movie is fucking so good. I love that shit. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, he basically says. Quote, psychological resilience doesn't come from positive feelings. It comes from leveraging your negative feelings. Resilience is the ability to create positive adaptations to negative events. And I think that is very interesting is the world is shit. There's shit stuff going on all the time. What can you get from the little failures in life that make you better? And one of his, he basically says five ways to try and deal with it. Some of them I agree with, some of them I'm not so sure about. But one that he says that I think is, I think I live by, and I think it depends on what sort of person you are, is basically um, this idea of external pessimism, internal optimism, which is basically that externally you should always be preparing for failure and the worst possible outcome at all times instead of being one of the people who's like, it's going to be fine, or like, you shouldn't worry, this is going to be good, which is what you want to hear. But actually he's saying if you outwardly are like, preparing for the worst possible outcome in every scenario and accept you can't control anything outside of your own head you can't control what people say what people do but then internally be continuously sure in your own ability to overcome these bad things and you'll either be suitably prepared when bad things go wrong or you'll be pleasantly surprised and I think it's really interesting because I think a lot of people I know who are optimistic, and I would put you in this bracket, who are optimistic and smiley, (laughs) tend to be happier and better for it. But he's saying actually that's not the way to do it. But then, you know, you don't know what goes on people's heads, but I thought it was a very interesting take. I think I I agree to a certain extent. I think absolutely you should be prepared for everything, and I think it's much better to outwardly be a bit more pessimistic so long as inwardly you are mm-hmm. being more optimistic. I also think there is something to be said for putting positive energy out. If you kind of say to yourself, yeah. like, this will go well, I, I am good in this, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. Like, it just mentally does help. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not saying, like, and the, it's no, a, like, I think you're right, fix, and I think that but... it does have an effect because you need a bit of self-confidence to do well, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're always thinking about what's going to go wrong, you're going to start to avoid situations where you think there's any yes. possibility it could go wrong. Mm. Um, so I don't fully I com- agree with what he mm. said but I think it is interesting to think about like the bad things can be good I don't know it's an yes. interesting take I, I think I think um, <laughs> I think first of all I think pessimists and optimists like need each other let's be honest yeah. here, because if it weren't for if it weren't for pessimists optimists would just be like head in the clouds not seeing the world for the way it is mm. you know and then as soon as anything goes wrong, we just have a fucking nervous breakdown. And I think if it's not for optimists, then pessimists could get too in their heads and not see the good in kind of anything yeah. or not feel good about anything going on. So I think it's just about balance. I think 100%. absolutely you should not be completely optimistic or completely pessimistic all the time. Yeah. I think you need a bit of both and just hope for the best. To be and I think even though like the book that we just talked about there, The Little Book of Stupidity, does show how you know, all humans fundamentally, like, are innately the same in the way that they think. A lot of these biases, I do find, are contradictory. They do, they are hypocritical of each other. There's some that I think don't fit. And that, I think, says a lot that humans are, like, innately hypocritical in themselves. They don't really, 
I don't know. We have different. We have two biases, or we have two opinions that sometimes just don't work. They shouldn't. They they oppose yeah. each other. Which I think is interesting. I don't know, but like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and I just yeah. I think just in the current situation, I can't remember any of my deliberate thoughts when I read the book. But there's points where I read it and I went, "Damn, this applies so well to coronavirus or yes. politicians or the public and like you know mass hysteria or whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely, I think it's a hundred percent worth the read. Just... Exactly, even if you feel like you don't get much from it for the length that it is, mm-hmm. it's worth it's, reading. It's not exactly. It's not. Uh, hey, let's spend days poring over this. Like I have to invest lots of time. It literally is eighty something pages. Yeah. I read it in an afternoon. Literally, like pick it up, put it down when you feel like. You know. Exactly. So pick it up, pick it in, let me begin. <laughs> I came to win. That oh me, that's the synth. Sorry. I'll have a link to Sia's um page yeah. web page because. He's written a couple of books. I do want to read the other ones, um, which are about persuasion, which I think will be very interesting. Because um, he also kind of has a blog. Um, he's just a teacher. He's just a normal teacher. But he's written these blogs, uh, these books rather, and they're very interesting. So I will link that in the description. Make sure you give that a read if you're interested in what we'll be talking about. I know we've been talking about something very niche and very like... <laughs> yeah, we were like this one book, which probably none of you have read, yeah. but... There's been I want to I want to get there's it out there. So yeah, please give it a read. Yeah. It has been really successful, but it's not one that I've seen anyone else I know reading yet. Yeah. Do you wanna Do you wanna try one of these wee tests? Shall we Shall we have a wee gander at one of them? The only thought is that Myers Briggs ones are quite long, aren't they? Yeah. What's your psychological personality like? What's your Chinese animal zodiac sign? <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you not remember that? Do you not do that in school? Oh. This better make it into the podcast. Oh. There's like some shit you do in like PSE or something and it was like learning about you know, cultures or something. And then there was a wee song that went along with it. It was like, what's your Chinese animal zodiac sign? No. We are year of the snake. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay. I found a quick personality test, which isn't the whole 16... 16- myers-briggs yeah. thing it's about 10 questions but we could do it for each other um and just see Which it's probably it? not accurate but like vibe with it okay so right, question okay, number go. one and basically you choose between right here's your options to choose for each question disagree strongly disagree moderately disagree a little Ooh. neither agree nor disagree agree a little agree moderately or agree strongly so you've got three <laughs> levels of right. agree dis- or disagree yeah. and then the middle one so question right. number one I see myself as extroverted, enthusiastic. <laughs> um, I don't think I need to think about this for too long. <laughs> I think I'm definitely... I think, right, it's like fucking Cinderella. I walk out the fucking door, the birds are singing, the mice come up, <laughs> like, they're helping me get dressed, I'm fucking singing as I walk out, the sun is shining. Amazing. You, on the other hand, walk out, and it's like a little rain cloud <laughs> just appears above your head and follows you around town, you know? Excellent. Anyway, I, I agree strongly. I would I agree with that. Two, I see myself as critical and quarrelsome. Uh, I don't think so. I think I'm extremely like laid back. Would you I rarely, disagree I strongly I really then, argue. or disagree moderately? Disagree moderately. Three, I see myself as dependable, self-disciplined. Okay, I think those are two different things. <laughs> <laughs> I think the second think thing I... is like an extension of the first thing. So dependable, right. but from that, are I you think I'm dependable. I think you are. But I, I think you're very I think I'm dependable. dependable to other people. I just don't think I'm dependable for myself. Yeah, see, like I no. would agree. 
Yeah. With, no, with like for yeah. me, but I get what you mean. Like, I think it's easy to be yeah, like, yeah. yes, I'm there for other people, but then you're also like, I'm so bad at like forming my own habits and things. No, I I'd say agree moderately. Yes, that's I think good. That's... Right. Question four. I see myself as anxious, easily upset. I'm gonna put disagree a little because I think I can get a bit anxious, but I also think I'm fairly good at like controlling that. I guess, mm-hmm. but I also know people who essentially take like sleeping pills and are just kind of like wandering around life like a fucking zoned out zombie yeah and then there's people who like stub their toe and want the world to burn down mm-hmm. you know exactly. there's there's, there's level <laughs> question but... five i see myself as open to new experiences complex oh i feel like i'm quite a creature of habit uh-huh. i don't know whether i could say i'm like open to new experiences mm maybe make it like neutral maybe like neither agree nor disagree i think i see myself as reserved quiet no i don't think i can say i'm enthusiastic and extroverted (laughs) and then say i'm not then then say i am reserved and quiet i would say disagree moderately cool seven i see myself as sympathetic warm i mean do do you think i'm do you think i'm warm do you think i think very much so yes yeah, okay. Agree strongly. I'd say agree strongly. Eight, I see myself as disorganized, careless. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think you I are. Being... I think you're far from careless. Yeah. I think, in like, relatively speaking, I'm sure, like, for me, I'll do something and I'm like, oh my god, like, walk into my room and I'm like, this is a mess. And there's like one fucking photo on the floor. Well, I'm right. Like, my room wall. is, most of the time, is a mess, but I would yeah. brand myself as a very organized person. Right. And my room is okay. always a mess, but my workspace needs to be tidy, and my brain and like a calendar or like my work, anything to do with control of my life has to be well organized. Otherwise, I'm just like ah! yeah. yeah. Okay, I would say I would say disagree a little. Disagree a little. Nine. I see myself as calm, emotionally stable. Yeah, I think I have. A, I think I have it together. I- Compared to some people. Agree. And I'm looking at you right now as I say this directly in the eyes into your soul. Cheers, babe. You're agree welcome, strongly honey. then 10 i see myself as conventional and uncreative uh oh i really don't know for this one i think mm. i don't think you're conventional and uncreative you think no i think you're i don't think I, I don't i don't feel especially creative. i would say you are very creative see i don't think i'm creative at all i think you are i'm i feel i disagree okay. <laughs> but well, this is where i think you need other people's perspectives i think you're ability yeah. to self-doubt is quite high see i think you're because... i wouldn't ever describe you as conventional that would be the one of the last words i'd use okay well i think okay maybe put disagree a little i'll come back to you for your answer for this one because i have reasons cool right let's see yours here's you here's how you rated on each of the big five personality traits extroversion agreeableness conscientiousness emotional stability and openness to experiences so right your highest ones are extroversion and yes. agreeableness. Yeah, then it's conscientious conscientious oh my god. So extroversion and agreeableness <laughs> is six point five. Conscientious I can't say that word. Conscientiousness is five point five. Emotional stability, yeah. you're six. And openness to new experiences, four point five. It's the lowest. Wild. Okay. So it says, you appear to be an extrovert, socially outgoing and stimulated by the company of others. Extroversion is characterised by positive emotion insurgency and tendency to seek out stimulation in the company of others. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. 
100%. Agreeableness. Um, you have scored high in agreeableness, suggesting you're more compassionate and cooperative towards others. I would agree with that. I'm just a saint, is what I'm getting from this. You scored higher than many people on conscientiousness, suggesting you may sometimes value self-discipline in others, if not always in yourself, trying to act dutifully when you can, and perhaps aiming for some kind of achievement in your life. There you go. Ooh, You've got good okay. morals. Emotional stability. You have scored quite high in emotional stability, suggesting that you are rarely easily upset and are far less emotionally reactive to stressful or painful situations or people than most others. I would agree with that. I think you act rationally and quite calm in a lot of situations. Yeah. Openness to experience. Yeah. You appear to be neutral in your openness to new experiences. You may welcome them sometimes, but other times you prefer your existing traditional interests. Yeah, I would maybe... I think it's maybe scored me a tad high on that because I think on the whole i'm very kind of like get your routine mm -hmm. like as much as i love I'll, I'll have to like go out and do some other people but the stuff i do tends to be like the same old stuff mm. and when i'm in my house i very much have like a routine of like when i get up what i eat just that's fair life, you know? humans are creatures of habit i would also just like to point yeah. out at the bottom of this website under all of this it just says put in your postcode and find a therapist <laughs> so <laughs> that was good okay but yeah there you um, go kieran you're extroverted and agreeable which is i was how i would describe you probably so there you go yeah okay shall we shall we do yours now <laughs> yes i i we need to delve into your mind although i'm sure that would take way too Jesus. long um we'll just scratch the surface and see Truly. the mental we will do the myers-briggs at some point because i don't know why oh, i am we? and i think it'd be very interesting i th i think we should do that we should time. come back we to that yes back. you can be a recurring yeah. guest kieran because I, I mean, I know, I know what you really want is someone like funny, easy to chat to, you know, good patter. And obviously, when they cancel on you, I'll be there to fill uh -huh. in. But that's fine. <laughs> um, okay. Excellent. You are nineteen now because you're an old one. Uh -huh. Like terrified me. of my and age you're already. A female. Uh, I see myself as extroverted, enthusiastic. What would you say for that? I would say. I'm already stumped. Jesus Christ! I don't think I'm. I don't I think, think I'm extroverted, but I, I am enthusiastic. I would say. Yeah. If not agree a little, I put that as neutral. Do you think? Because I would. I would agree a little. For Do you. agree a little then. We'll go with that. Okay. I see myself as critical, quarrelsome. I would say agree a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, agree strongly or agree moderately. Agree strongly. I don't. Okay. I don't think of myself as quarrel. I'm no, self quarrelsome. That has like okay. Is that I think? I think that has negative connotations with it. I think you're the kind of person who, if you have an opinion, would say it. Do you think? think? I think so. I think you would like stand up for, I don't know, like stuff you believe in, whatever. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I think you'd be very critical. If I've had a drink in me, much more so. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I think like someone would say something I don't believe in, and I'm like, um cool like, I, th I, just I, th I find it hard but i think i maybe do do it more than yeah. i realize okay fair enough yeah okay i see myself as dependable self-disciplined no really yeah <laughs> i think i maybe maybe would go neutral for that because i i i don't think i'm a very dependable person and i definitely I don't think disagree. i'm self-disciplined but i don't think i'm not like, I don't think I'm that... Oh, I don't know. Go, no, goes I, neutral. I, goes neutral. Do you want to go to neutral? Because I would say you're dependable. But, hey. I don't know. What, I don't know anymore. What, what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? I see myself as anxious, easily upset. 
I'm definitely easily upset. Um, someone just needs to like raise their voice at me, and I'm like, time for a cry. Because <laughs> I was gonna say it, like the other way around. I thought you were like more anxious than easily upset. I I but... do. I think I am an anxious person. I think I mm. sometimes do well to hide it, but I think most things make me quite anxious. I would yeah. go for agree. Moderately. Sh- yeah, moderately. Go for moderately. Okay. I see myself as open to new experiences. Complex. I'd say yes for you. Yeah, I think so. I think they scare me and they make me anxious, but I will always say yes and I'll always yes. want to do them. Yeah. And I'll like regret so, it at points because I'm stressed or I'm upset about them, but I'll never not want to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Agree strongly? Yeah. I see myself as reserved, quiet. No. <laughs> no, I do not see you as reserved, quiet. I'm not reserved. I'm not very quiet. I'm quite annoying. Um, I'd go for disagree strongly probably for that one. Yeah. Uh, I see myself as sympathetic, warm. Mm. <laughs> I do think I'm a sympathetic person, but I don't think I'm warm. I think you're very sympathetic. <laughs> <laughs> and a cold-hearted bitch. <laughs> I don't mean you're cold-hearted. I would go for either agree little or agree moderately. What do you think? Um. <laughs> I think... I don't think I'm warm. I really don't. But I do think I'm. I do think I'm sympathetic. I think you're extremely sympathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just coming across as me being an asshole. Now. No, it's not. Maybe um, go for, go for, a little. Okay, agree a little. Mm. I see myself as disorganized, careless. No, I don't. Think I think no. strongly disagree for that. Yeah, exactly. I see myself as calm, emotionally stable. <laughs> um, so, calm. I think I think you're fairly calm. I think I'm also easily. Thing is, right? If it's a if something is a trivial issue, I can get really wound up about it and make a big deal of it because I know it doesn't matter. But if something is really big in my life, yes, I'm a lot more at ease, like making I, those decisions. Yeah. But if it's yeah. something stupid, I can I could rant about it for days because I don't mm. actually care and I don't care about the consequences. Where if it's something big, then I am really quite reserved and calm. Okay, so if it was for calm, then we know what we've been emotionally stable i'm so I've far seen from you that have a breakdown over a piece of toast <laughs> so i'm not entirely comfortable putting higher than agree moderately for that kieran i will defend that toast to the day i die it was the best thing i have ever eaten I in my think, life Catherine, your think, toast was phenomenal i also think a conversation lasting 35 minutes about this one piece of toast was not warranted absolutely brilliant i think um i would maybe go for disagree a little a little yeah okay i see myself as conventional uncreative i don't think you're uncreative i don't think okay yeah i wouldn't say i'm super conventional no and i would say i'm a little bit creative but i don't i would never brand myself as like creative well i think in this case probably when you hear the word creative you probably think like art music but like you know you wanted to like do things like start this podcast like mm, true things like that i just i i think you're creative but that's just my humble opinion okay go for agree moderately then for that one okay score my short personality quiz now Ooh, i'm so scared <laughs> okay um extroversion six Ooh. agreeableness three. Oh dear <laughs> <laughs> that's so much more <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, wait. Uh, conscientiousness, 5.5. Uh-huh. Openness to experiences, 4.5. <laughs> Emotional stability, 2.5. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, yeah, you appear to be extrovert, social outgoing, so many company bothers, blah, 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 all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, agreeableness, you've scored lower than many people. Um, <laughs> Suggesting you are somewhat suspicious and maybe at times antagonist towards others. Um, mildly oh disagreeable individuals place self-interest above getting along with others. Yeah, but maybe I don't valuable. disagree with that, to be honest. I think I'm quite a selfish person. I'm sorry, you're going to disagree with the agreeableness. <laughs> um, conscientiousness, I also can't say that word. Uh, scored higher than many other people. You sometimes value self-discipline, blah, 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 all that shit. Um, openness to experiences very neutral may welcome them may not emotional stability you have scored lower than many people in emotional stability and may therefore sometimes experience negative emotions such as anger anxiety or depression more often than others Um, well (laughs) i I don't think this has got you at all Mm, Um, i am shocked a little bit about the extroversion no i was gonna say the agreeable bit i don't think i'm that bad but maybe i am no, I, I, I disagree with that. Mm. But then again, I'm a very agreeable person, so maybe I should disagree with it. Stay true to who I am. Do you mean? Um, that, okay. Their negative emotions, rea- their negative emotional reactions tend to persist longer than necessary. A hundred percent agree. I wouldn't doubt that for half a second. Yeah. Yeah, I think that well, summarizes that me pretty well. And we, we've learned some interesting things about we each really other. We really have. We've learned some in- interesting things about the brain. Yeah, I am a delightful, extroverted, wonderful person, and you are like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. So. Vibe with that. De- <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Delightful. Well, Kieran, this has been a blast. This has been a nice, a nice break from the reality of COVID. So thank yes. you so much for. I had so much fun. Please invite me back. I will. You've been. You're a recurring guest now. You're officially on the. Oh, excellent. The the favorite guests list. <laughs> Yay! Nah, I love I love you all who've been on. Um, and I'm and the only was... one who said they would come back. So. <laughs> exactly. Everyone, Everyone else was like, never again. Like, um, but yeah, I thought get a psychology Anytime. student in. Get someone with you know. Yes. Who's interested in STD. <laughs> I don't. Just to be clear, I do not have an STD. <laughs> in psychology in psychology okay so good no thank you so much um to everyone (laughs) listening just a reminder to follow the instagram at coping with covid podcast and to leave a review on itunes leave a rating very much appreciated and to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening so that you get told when there's a new episode out but apart from that thank you very much thank you for being here kieran loved it i loved every minute of it and i can't wait to come back again and i'm sure eventually the name will be changed to coping with kieran because i just keep popping back up and you're like oh he's literally amazing thank you so much and i'll see you very soon goodbye goodbye